This call. Good morning, team. Thank you so much for jumping on this version of my Monday morning pep talk. We are into episode number 207, and we're going to talk about your business below the surface. But before I get into that, I want to talk to you about my professional purpose, and that is to help you, the broker advisor, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because happy brokers sell more real estate. And I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. And I truly feel that if you can effectively manage certain situations that arise on a daily basis in your business, you'll be more productive and live a life that is the best version of you. My ask is that you look at this call or listen to this call as if we are in a meeting together, either in my office or on the phone. And I want you to, to receive it in that manner. Okay. On today's episode number 207 of my Monday morning pep talk, I will discuss the 10 transaction stages that need systems and processes built out and executed on to have a chance for you to have a chance to create a repeatable, remarkable experience for your clients, allowing your business to grow. That's what we want, right? We want our, our, we want our business to grow. And following up on that call last week where, you know, people remark about remarkable experiences, part of what we're going to talk about today is just creating those systems and processes that allow you to do a repeatable, create repeatable, remarkable experiences for your clients. Um, we recently had Thomas Wright, CEO of Summit Sotheby's International Realty and, and also president of Majestic Realty Collective, which is a collection of Sotheby's International Realty affiliates. He was in Chicago to speak to our brokers um, at a Jameson Sotheby's International Realty event where we talked about listing launches. And he, he had a quote that I picked up on um, that I thought was really on point. And he said, most people try to achieve things with just brute force, right? Can't do it. He went on to say, if you, if you want long-term sustainable success, you have to have systems. You have to have systems. He is, like I said, so spot on. And on this call, I'll go into um, kind of a revised and complete list of transaction stages um, that all need systems and processes in order to build a predictable and enjoyable business. A transaction system or processes all of process is all of those steps that you take from the time you get the lead, which is that client introduction or one of your clients comes back to you and says, we're ready to go through the weeks of the transaction after, and even after a closing, okay? We call this the post-closing processes. And I'll talk about the 10 stages of all the transactions that, uh, that you have, okay? Um, this does not include uh, marketing systems and processes up front. We're going to get into that in the second, we'll get into that in segment five. This is just going to be during transactions. Okay. So there are 10 different stages that you need to break out. Um, 
and we're going to break them out into listings, um, buyers, and referrals. Okay, so three different areas of your business, 10 different stages. Number one, you need a listing presentation process. You need to create a process for everything you need to do between that first client interaction and the signing of a listing agreement. This would include your listing presentation. For those of you that at Jamison Sotheby's International Realty, you can go into Propel and in the search function at the very top, we've got a listing presentation process, okay? Already created for you. Um, it's built on Thomas Wright's listing presentation that he so elo eloquently coaches and teaches and has for many years. Um, number two, the listing launch process. Now, this is, this is um, your need to build out and document your strategies needed to bring a property to the market. So that's going to be from the time you get your listing agreement signed to the point in time where you get a contract. Now, if you go on, for those of you at Jamison Sotheby's International Realty, you can go on to Propel, type in Thomas Wright presentation. It is all there for you, his presentation, okay? Number three, this is where it gets a little bit more detailed, right? This is where we're gonna go from contract to close on a listing. Contract to close on a listing. These are all the steps you take. Um, all the steps that you take a listing um, and the seller through to get from contract to a closing. Now you can, once this is built, you should be able to use this as a part of your value proposition when you talk to your, during your listing pre presentation. Um, I'm just gonna throw a number out there as an example um, because every, every contract to close process, depending on what market you're in, is gonna be different, okay? That's why it's really hard to teach this, um, you know, uh, because uh, it is it is so different from market to market. But you could say during your listing presentation, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I've got 132 steps that I take you through from contract to close. Okay, use that. Use numbers like that. Use your systems and processes to show your your value proposition. Um, and then number four, you're going to have a post-closing process. This is that process between the closing and once that seller, you feel like that, that, that transaction is properly wrapped up, you've gifted, you've done all the things you need to do to make sure that that client feels really well taken care of. We know that based on on the research through Realtor.com and uh, or the National Association of Realtors and Zillow, that 90 to 92 percent of agents one night stand their clients that do not call their clients after a transaction is over. So you need to have a post closing process for your listings. Okay, that make sure that that client understands your appreciation and that they've got all their questions answered. Okay, number five. Your initial consultation process for the buyer team. This is a really important important one, especially moving into the cooperating commission environment that is still being figured out at a national level. You've heard all about the lawsuits, et cetera. Um, but this is where you have to sell your value proposition. Uh, proposition, okay? For the record, nobody knows what 
is going on or what the final details will be on all that. Um, but what you can do to prepare is really, really hone in on what are what is your value proposition um, as being a buyer's broker, okay? How do you, in agents, as a, uh, through an agency relationship, how do you provide an amazing experience for them, okay, to be able to uh, um, command your worth, okay? So that is that step-by-step -step process of educating a buyer and introducing them at the very beginning to the buyer agency agreement, okay? I, I highly recommend all of you go sign up for the next ABR course in your market if you have not done so already to be able to put that on your resume and be reacquainted with all of the steps that you need to take to make sure that you are in compliance um, on this part of the business. Um, we're going to, I am, I'm going to train a lot to this coming in November. Once I, we've got our new training room set up at uh, our, our city hub um, office that will be um, rolled out here in November. Super excited about getting back into the classroom. And uh, you can expect us to be training on number five a lot over the next couple months. Okay. Number six, the buyer search process. You'll need a process for how you roll out your search with your clients. Okay. This is from search to contract. What makes what makes your process better? This is part of your value proposition that you need to sell in, in stage number five, which is in the initial consultation. What am I going to do for you to help you find um, your dream home? Okay. So everything up to contract. Then you're going to have number seven, the buyer contract to close process. Buyer contract to close. So these are all the steps that you're going to take a buyer through from the minute it goes under contract all the way through closing. All right. And again, when you have all of those steps created, use that in your initial consultation process to prove your value, prove your value. Mr. Mr. And Mrs. Buyer, I go through 121 steps from the minute you go to contract through closing to make sure that I am, um, watching all of the steps properly to make sure that you have a successful closing. That is everything within my control, of course. It sounds so easy, right? When we when we say what we're going to do, because we don't control every part of a transaction, but we control a large part of it and we need to be on our game. And that's why these processes and systems are so important. And then number eight, what's your post-closing process with your buyer? A little bit more extended than the seller's. Okay, because some sellers move out of state, right? And uh, you're, you'll follow up with them different than a buyer who is planting themselves in your market. And um, you want to make sure that they have a successful move in, they have a successful, uh, you know, transition to their new home. They've got all their questions answered. They know that you are the the relationship is just getting started with you that you were there to support them. And this is where, again, a lot of brokers, advisors nationally, 92, 90 to 92% fail, is they do not follow up post-closing. 
part of these post-closing processes truly are making sure that your CRM is set up and you've got a marketing plan in place for each and every one of your, your clients. Um, uh, chances are uh, most of these buyers and sellers that close are going to be in your top 100, right? Top 100 once we're done. Okay. Number nine, what's your referral process for incoming referrals? What is your referral process for incoming referrals? Um, meaning, you know, what is going to be your communication style with the broker that, um, that referred you that? Okay. So you should be giving regular updates throughout that to make sure that that referral partner understands and knows that you are all over um, your uh, care that you are providing that your shared clients. Okay. Same thing goes for the outgoing. That's number 10. How do you stay on top of referrals you've sent to other brokers, advisors in different markets? If you're part of Sotheby's International Realty, this is a big part of our business, okay, is our ability to refer other global real estate advisors around the country, our clients, to make sure that they have a consistent level of service that they're used to with you, okay? So you, you, you might be listening to me right now and thinking, uh, that's a lot of work, Jim. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work to build a business, but it's, it's, uh, it's more work, honestly, trying to reinvent the wheel on every transaction with every buyer and seller. Okay. Having the business between your ears and never docking, documenting your systems and processes is way more work. Okay, way more stressful. In episode 192, I talk about multiplying your time. Okay, multiplication states that by building out a process once and executing it consistently over time, you will pay yourself back the original amount of time invested with the time that the process saves you. Okay, once the original time invested is paid back, you benefit from the time savings. Uh, from the time savings moving forward for the life of your business. This is how super achievers and ELPs leverage their time. Okay. This is how they leverage their time. Not to mention, um, if you know that everything's getting done and you're checking boxes and, you know, processes, et cetera, you're, you're, you're not losing near as much sleep. How many of you have woken up in the middle of the night going, Oh my gosh, did I, did I forget to send that document? Okay, if you're trying to do it yourself and you're not tracking all this stuff, those are the kind of that's the kind of stress that will come with this business. Now, I could, like I said, I could spend hours training on this one topic alone uh, during Take Flight, Take Flight version 4.0, um, but unfortunately, time's just not going to allow. And like I said, a lot of you are listening from around the country, and uh, every hyperlocal market is different. There are some there are some similarities, and um, you know. So in 2024, look for some some further resources on this topic. Um, for now, uh, to document these processes, you can just simply start by using Excel or Google Sheet um, before you move to a more advanced process app like uh, Money.com, ClickUp, or Trello. Um, pro tip. Each task within each process should have an owner. And if it's just you, you're going to own every task. 
All right. As your business grows, you'll be um, you'll need to add, you know, this capacity, which is a big term for adding people. Um, and once you do that, then you can rebucket all the tasks as needed to those people. So imagine having all of this built out as your team, as your business grows, you have a, a document that's going to allow you to train um, off of these systems and processes. So when you hire an assistant, you'll be like, what do, what do I do on day one? Well, you've got all of this built out. You're going to hire them to take these things off your plate. That's why you hire somebody to help you free up time so you can reinvest it in your life or reinvest it in your business. And so you will already have a working document that you can use to rebucket those tasks. Okay. So um, the vast majorities of brokers, advisors never do take the time to go below the surface of their business. Okay. Um, when I say, when I mean, below the surface. It's those areas of your business that your clients don't see. They just don't spend the time. Uh, they don't do the work to build out sustainable systems and processes that can be repeated over and over. For whatever reason, um, most brokers, advisors just keep it between the ears and they, and they go off of memory. And again, I want you guys to know there's no judging here. Okay. The reason I teach Take Flight is to introduce you to new ideas and concepts. Okay. I teach this because nobody ever taught this to me 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, right? But there's nobody teaching this. And rarely, and even now, there's not a lot of people teaching this. So no judging, just I'm meeting all of you where you are at. But I'm telling you that this is a, an incredibly important part of your business and could be a wonderful quarterly initiative for you. Here we are in, you know, I'm going off script here, but we are at the beginning of a week 13 for those of you that have followed me on the 12 week year journey. This is the beginning of week 13, meaning what do we do? We review what we did in Q3, the previous quarter. We are celebrating and we are planning for the next quarter. This could be a pretty interesting project for a quarterly initiative, okay? Could be a really interesting project for a quarterly initiative um, or several quarters. Um, I'm gonna end here with a, with a kind of a cool story that, you know, I, I love to research. I, I, I built everything that I've done based on modeling. Okay, what is modeling? Modeling is I take something that somebody else did, whether it be a business or another person, and I model that and I try to create something that works for me. Take Flight is a series of me going and doing the research and editorializing it down to a call like we have here today. Okay, so, um, so I love to do the research and I love to tell stories from the real world that prove my point and I'll do that again today. So I've been to Disney World, Epcot, you know, eight times when the girls were young. They put their little, you know, uh, Mickey mini ears on, they'd put their princess dresses on and we would go. And it was one of those vacations. If you've been with your kids or, you know, little kids at all, you'll know that it's the type of vacation that you need a vacation from when you get back. 
every single time I walked out of there holding one of them walking for long distances to get them back because they were so wiped out. But a lot of great memories at Disney World. Um, we've been to both. But at Disney World in Orlando, the park has a hidden below the surface web of networks, rooms, and hallways called the Utilidors. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a secret underground city. When the park was built, they used what they had learned from the operational weaknesses from the Disneyland, from Disneyland in Anaheim. Okay. At Disneyland, all the workers had to exit through the doors and corridors adjacent to the park. When building Disney World in Florida, they dug down as far as they could and used and used that extra dirt to build up the park, allowing them the ability to create these utilidors. Now, why did they have to build up? Well, in Florida, there's a water table. Okay, there's a water table. So they had to build up. They built these utilidors with all of that dirt. Okay, um, because they did this, this park. Disney World became way more efficient. Not only do the utilidors house the sewer lines, pipes, cables, other utilities you, you'd expect to find below ground, but there are also storage areas, offices, break rooms, makeup and dressing rooms, a cafeteria, a barbershop, a zoo to keep the Disney characters comfortable when they aren't on stage, along with um, out-of-sight passages leading to the 29 to 29 different access points within the park, okay? Um, so you wonder why the place is always clean. Well, one of the things they talk about is they have their trash receptacles. When you put something in there, it immediately gets sucked down through tubes. So you never see trash building up. You got this really intricate um, system. Does this sound like a process? So the reason I'm telling you the story is that's all below ground, right? What did I talk about your systems and processes being? Your business below the surface. So Disney World is a real life example of having a completely different, all of their systems and processes are run below grade, okay? So when you see the Mickeys and the Minis and the princesses and the parades and the, the rides and the, all of the stuff, that's what we see. That's what your clients see. But if you want to be efficient, you got to have that below grade, that below grade network of systems and processes if you want to have a repeatable, remarkable experience. It's a fascinating story of process improvement, allowing Disney World to operate much more efficiently than Disneyland. Okay, so on tomorrow's email, um, of course, you're going to get the, the list of the 10 processes that you need to create, all right, or should create. I highly recommend that you create. And I'm going to have a link to some of the podcasts that relate back to this, plus the article that I read that really um, uh, showed me the power of what Disney does with the Utilidors, okay? So that link is going to be in there. Fascinating article that you can read. Um, so... I want to ask you a few questions before we wrap up. Why do I ask questions again? Because I want to, it's my gentle way of challenging you to, to get into thought. That's where all of the good stuff starts is in thought. Okay. So let's start with, do you want to grow your business? Of course you do. You need repeatable systems and processes. Do you want to eliminate mistakes? 
we're human. We make mistakes. This is why we need guides, why we need tasks, why we need processes, why we need systems. To do that, you need repeatable systems and processes. Do you want to sleep better at night? Do you want to sleep better at tonight? Yes. People wake up in the middle of the night saying, did I forget to do that one thing, right? Happens all the time in this business. That's why we're a little bit of a hot mess sometimes. We're stressed out. Why? Because the most stressed out people are those that don't have a plan, that don't have, haven't really went and built their businesses. To sleep better at night, as it relates to your business, you need repeatable systems and processes. Do you want to create something that can be leveraged and taught to future team members? You need repeatable systems and processes. Do you want to better explain your unique value proposition to your buyers and sellers by showing them or telling them or advertising the fact that you have processes that are going to allow them to have a better experience. There's zero downside to letting your clients, both buyers and sellers, and your referral partners know that you've got systems and processes. To do that, you need repeatable systems and processes. So what does your business look like below the surface? Do you have these 10 transaction stages processed out? If not, if not, when your business is ready, this is the next stage of its maturity. Team, there was a lot in this call and you're probably gonna want this email. If you're not getting my email right now, go onto my Instagram at AskJimMiller. In, in my profile link, you can register for my email and I'll, I'll get this one out to you. Um, it gets, it goes out to, on Tuesdays between nine and 10 central standard time team. Have a great day. And, um, we're going to keep on this take flight version 4.0 train next week. And until then have a wonderful week.